Get ready for a journey into the heart of Bridgeport politics with In Absentia, a new podcast from Connecticut Public's investigative team, The Accountability Project. Learn about the city's past and present political dysfunction and the systems that enable it. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Funding provided by Joe Zimmel and Valerie Friedman. Food wisdom, this time from Red Fox, who said health nuts are going to feel stupid someday, lying in hospitals, dying of nothing. This is the place to have a good time. Faith Middleton, glad you're joining me and the gang for the Food Schmooze Party. Consume this podcast in one, two, or three bites. We're serving food, wine, cocktails, and a few laughs. People coming over, how about a crazy easy, fall-down delicious whipped feta cheese dip? Even you can make this. Scallop ceviche to start Thanksgiving? It's wild, I know. And a surprising knockout. Great value wines. You don't have to spend a fortune to drink delicious stuff. Plus, they're back and like crack. Incredible melting potatoes. Let's party, people. I'm Faith Middleton. It's great to have you joining the party on the Food Schmooze on WNPR. My food buddies are here. Senior contributors Chris Prosperi, Alex Province, and Mark Raymond. You can get the podcast of our show so you won't miss a drop. Listen on your schedule. Sign up once and we'll send it to you every week. Go to foodschmooze.org. We have Sarah Lee Chase, New England Open House Cookbook coming your way. We've got some great things there, including the dip we're going to tell you oh. about. This feta dip is one of the best dips wow. I've ever had in my life. Wow. We scarf this You down. don't need to need it as a dip. You just eat it. It's that good. And yep. this is not a show if we don't say that, you know, <laughs> melting, nice. incredible melting potatoes. potatoes. We're going to just find an excuse to talk about that again. All right. We've got our... Thanksgiving kit up there, posted right now, if you go to foodschmooze.org. Let's get in a couple of tips. We have quite a good tip exchange going on Facebook. If you want to continue that, please do. Mark, can you give us tips on the wine? We generally start Thanksgiving out with white wine, so obviously those will be chilled. But more importantly, make sure there's a little chill on your red wines. There's nothing worse than, you know, you've got, you know, if it was a cool day and you've got the house at like 75, 70, 75 degrees and the wine is at that temperature, that is not a drinkable temperature for red wine. Red wine should be at 55 degrees. So don't be afraid to... If your storage area so you turn on the temperature in your house, right? Fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> the garage. Except, no, no you could leave them in the garage. Yeah, you the could. Um, if if your basement doesn't get that cool, and yeah. you know you've got a finished basement, I suggest just put them in the refrigerator for yeah. ten, fifteen minutes before you're going to serve them. Let them let them chill down a little bit. Or if it's cold outside, just put them outside. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So it, wherever you put them, we want <laughs> a little cool. chill on them. It, a little do. bit of a put chill. Put them at so my house. You <laughs> want your red wine to be refreshing. You don't want it to be yeah. warm. Give me some advice on the white wines. Can you over chill them? Sir, you can. I mean, if white wine is too cold, you will just taste crisp juice. You will not get any aromas or flavors out of the wine. You really need it to be somewhere in that 50, 55 degree area. Okay, to be at its best. At, but it warms exactly. up in your glass. But once you, take it, yeah, once you take it out of the refrigerator, you want it cold, you want it refreshing, but you do not want it ice cold. All right, I've got a couple food ones. First is turkey. We were talking about this earlier, too, and I've said it before, but one of the most important things to get a nice, juicy turkey is that resting period. This is such a good tip. This Go is ahead. really interesting. Plan on cooking your turkey earlier than you can even expect, even if you let it rest for a couple hours. That is fine. And then we always say, you know, we've been saying this year that Ina Garten's way of reheating the turkey or just, even if it's not cold, right, to just sort of put it in that gravy bath on I the platter, that. that brings it back up to temperature. But that resting point... I'm telling you, we tried it every time we do it. When we cut the turkey right away, it doesn't matter what temperature we cook it to. It is always dry if we cut the breast right after we take it out of the oven. You let that rest for a couple hours, tented or unt- even untented, and the juice redistribute it, and it's a totally different mm-hmm. experience. So y- you were saying just before the show that the tip that you learned is that you let it rest for as long as you let it cook. Alex Gordon Ramsay swears said, by yeah, says in yeah. France he was taught you rest the 
turkey mm-hmm. as long as you've yeah. cooked it for. And that's with roasts too. Yeah. So, yeah that's with everything you roast. Everything you roast. Though. So if it takes two hours to roast it, rest it for two hours. If you yeah. go to our website, we've got the whole Thanksgiving kit there. So we want you to see all the recipes. And probably the most important thing there is how to do the turkey ahead, how to make Chris's gravy that you taste like a chef made this gravy but the work of it is not like that at all it's an easy gravy it is so delicious and you're going to just put that gravy on the platter you we mm. tell you exactly how to do it yeah. then arrange the meat in the gravy that's in the bottom of your platter in and, and out of the oven you, everything's you, hot it's all yeah. made Juicy. ahead yeah. the turkey is made in the morning oh, when yeah. you get up and then it just is sitting on the counter resting waiting for it to be taken apart and put on the platter and sit in the gravy instead of how many times and i've been there too where you're like oh dinner's going to be in another hour you have stories like that right faith where you're like yeah. dinner's coming but the turkey's still in the oven and every it's not- year <laughs> My sister says we're eating at 2. Okay, what time is it? At 5 o'clock. Everybody sits down. And the turkey's just coming out of the oven. The children's eyes are spinning (laughs) in their heads. I mean, the dog is chewing on the table. It's it's just unbelievable. Anyone's had someone leave their house before. You know, I've got to go. But thanks for inviting me. I love being hungry. The appetizers were great. (laughs) Smelling the turkey on the counter for three hours was wonderful. (laughs) I mean, think about this whole resting thing, though. Which yeah. is really kind of cool. You're letting the turkey rest. God forbid you might actually get a little rest before your relatives show up. That's a good idea. That would be I like fantastic. That. I like. And, well, we're trying to de-stress. That's yeah. the whole point of this kit this year. I'm going to run through some yeah. of the recipes you're going to find there at yeah. foodschmooze.org. And it frees up the oven space too. If you're yeah. like me and you only have one oven in your house, I mean that if you have the turkey in there, that takes up a big amount of volume. If you get the turkey out of the way, all of a sudden now you're not stressing about how am I going to get the potatoes and the casseroles and all that in and out of the pies, all that in and out of the oven. So speaking of uh, saving room, so Matt and I, for the past couple of weeks leading up to Thanksgiving, we'll go through, we try not to buy anything new from the grocery store as far as making dinner. So we, it's like a quick fire challenge. We look what's inside the refrigerator or frozen in the freezer and have to make compile a meal using only those ingredients. That's cool. And the whole goal <laughs> is like I game. get all my Tupperware containers back that were in the freezer and then by Thanksgiving, all the shelves are empty, the freezer's yeah. empty, and I have all my Tupperware ready to because go. Because you need those for the leftovers. That's yeah. a great tip. In the kit, you will see Ina Garten's pear and parsnip gratin, oven-roasted cranberry citrus compote, incredible melting potatoes, the best potatoes we ever had. These are the potatoes oh. that soak up chicken, chicken stock broth. and butter They're incredible when they disappearing are in potatoes. the oven. They, you must make double the amount. They will disappear mm. They're so good. Mm. It's insane. We have these asparagus and prosciutto bundles. We have Lydia Bastianich's warm mushroom salad over these greens. We have a fennel spice rub for the big bird, if you want to do that. And very popular, Marion Roy's roasted Brussels sprouts with pears and shallots. Mm. And I add some chopped prosciutto in there or some nuts if you're a vegetarian. And you just roast it on a tray in the oven. Yeah. It's in, it's out, Winning and it's recipe. great, great, great. We have Alex's mother's cranberry. We have Chris's mashed potatoes. We have Linda Juca's scrumptious oh, and pumpkin. simple graham cracker pumpkin tart. Which was awesome. Would not be yeah. easy. And that's a great recipe. I forgot about that one. That one was a winner last year. Oh, yes. And we also have Lydia Bastianich's mm-hmm. radicchio and orange slices with oil-cured black olives. That, was that is yeah. a, a very Mediterranean thing and so, so good. Well, on and on. You will see when you get there. We've got cocktails. We've got the cinnamon toast cocktail. We've got a Thanksgiving night bourbon cider sipper. We have a cocktail called the brown turkey and northern lights. We've got a whole batch of wines for you. Sure, red and white. Red and white. And these are really value wines, including one host gift, which is a little bit higher priced as a thank you for people knocking themselves out for you. Absolutely. Whether it's for Thanksgiving. And we thank Alex and Mark for that because your wine recommendations have been absolutely terrific. All right, ready? We've got something new. This will be fun. What's another great sipper for after the meal? Port. 
So Mark brought these in from Frederick Wildman and Sons, and we've got two to choose from, these two ports. So the first port, which is a ruby port, and it's called Churchill's Finest. At $30 a bottle. The second port we're going to try is a 10-year tawny, which is just caramel and toffee in a glass. Mm -hmm. It's just when you start talking about pumpkin pie with the holidays Mm. and pecan pie, Mm. this is what you want with that dessert. Of course, fantastic with with stinky cheeses, of course. Look, he's got three different kinds. (laughs) He brought cheese. (laughs) You devil. Get that board over here. All right, here we go. Mark, let's start with the lesser priced one. Yep, the Ruby Port, Churchill's Finest. Okay, you'll see it on the site. And what I love about this is it's bright. That's think about think about this. cherry oh, yeah. pie, Thank you, baked Alex. cherry pie. Yeah. Mm. Think about bright berries. Yeah, and it's fruitier <laughs> than the. Uh, yeah. Right. What's really unique about this? This is sort of like getting a vintage port without paying the big mm-hmm. money for a vintage mm. port. It's similar in character, similar in color. The only difference is it's not from that one specific vintage that has been a declared vintage. Very dry. So oh. Churchill's is a small well, house. Family owned, mm-hmm. only started in about the 80s. Mm. What I love about their style, people know port as a sweet wine. Yeah, mm. This is on the drier side I of like the sweet wines. It's, it's um, so good. It's mm-hmm. so elegant. With it's a little so cheese. easy drinking. And nuts. Thank you, Alex. Yeah. And nuts. Yeah. So fantastic. Great price point. The, mm. That bottle's big enough so that everybody gets, oh God, yeah. you want a little small pony glass of this. Or however you Why want. Why a small glass? <laughs> I was just going to say, that's, oh, that's not going to stand with this crowd. <laughs> really good. So we have this all lined up at foodschmooze.org. Yeah. You'll see everything, what you're supposed mm-hmm. to say at the wine yeah. store, but these are widely available. We mm-hmm. made sure of that. Now, let's try, again, Alex is opening something great oh, over I there. Oh, I think he's getting some chocolate. We're going to try. We're um, going to try the 10-year tawny from okay. Churchill's. Yep. Can you it just says, put a here, let me pour in. you a little there. This one like we're going to do with chocolate. It's definitely yep. better with chocolate mm-hmm. and caramel. Mm-hmm. You think of uh, custards. Mm-hmm. Oh, because um, it has that caramel kind of. Exactly. Oh, my God. You can catch a truffle. I can catch yep. it right in my mouth. Throw <laughs> that right <laughs> over here. Nice shot. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Good shot there, Mr. Alex. You didn't think I could do that, did you? <laughs> I didn't think you could. <laughs> oh, that's yummy. A... Wow, that combination oh, wow. is really amazing. You know what I did is I put the truffle in my mouth <laughs> and bit once and then took a sip of the port. The effect of what happens when you bite into a, a chocolate-covered cherry only mm-hmm. 50 million times better. Oh, oh yeah. This is oh so good gosh. with chocolate. And we have great chocolatiers in Connecticut, right? I mean, you we can go do. to a local guy, right? Oh. A local chocolatier, get some good truffles yeah. like that, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then chocolate. leave them out, pour the port. And this mm. is perfect after dinner, sort of sitting around These talking. These are wonderful. There mm. are, there are ports on. on the market that you probably could find for $10. It's just not going to taste like this. This is the price point we want to get you at. This is real. And this isn't the most expensive either. I mean, the ports go a lot higher. Oh, Oh, absolutely. I mean, they go way over. When you start talking about vintage ports, you're talking about in the hundreds of dollars. When you start talking about 20-year tawnies, you're in $50 land. So you're got a good so entry good. level at yeah. 20, 20 that to $30. Port, you put the truffle in your mouth, it starts to melt. The port goes in. It sort of all melts together. All and they in. just amplify yeah. each other. Mm. You get, like, the chocolate out of the port. This is exciting. I'm glad we've thought of this. I would, during dessert, have this for sure. We're talking about the pumpkin pies. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Pecan pie. Yeah. Any of the berry pies. Actually, you know what? what it wouldn't be bad the with the with, apple pie. I was going to say, I would never have. You know, the cinnamon and the yeah. caramel, and you think about all there the is, spice that's there in there. There is caramel in there. Yeah. That's surprising. But you Absolutely. could do this. You do the dessert, and then you have poured after by the fireplace like it just elongates the evening yeah so you do your dessert have coffee have whatever and then at the end do a little port and, we'll and if them. you don't have a fireplace <laughs> yeah. um we actually them. we get around the table <laughs> to do cards <laughs> with the family oh yeah and we right. end up uh you know everybody has a little no, after actually. dinner drink yeah. while we're playing cards um, all right so here's what we have coming up how to do a a bay scallop it's the season for bay scallops a bay scallop ceviche how to do acorn squash slivers with blue cheese and a little bit of, of uh, crispy sage on there. This is so easy. You just throw it in the oven and it oh, comes out. Awesome. It's like magic. That's Sarah Lee Chase's idea. We're going to talk more about our Thanksgiving kit. Everything is at foodschmooze.org. Think of schmooze like school, S-C-H, foodschmooze.org. We'll be right back with one of the best Italian red wines we've ever had on this show, plus... 
Silicon Valley starts investing in food. You're so mellow and fine. I'll make you mine now, mine. Got my head to spin. Lady, keep on in. Buzz me all night long. Till that moon is gone. Got this old by fly. I'm feeling oh so high. Margarita was a fine chiquita. Okay, that was your first bite of the Food Schmooze Party with another bite on the way, so we'll make this fast. Sign on for our free podcast at foodschmooze.org. In case you're new, you can also listen to this show on WNPR every Thursday afternoon at 3 and Saturdays at noon. What makes me happy is sharing the discovery of something great with you. Party with me and the gang at our new website where you'll find some of my favorite easy and I have to say wildly delicious recipes, wine, cocktails, and two-minute videos like Jacques Pepin with a sword. And yes, we used a construction drill to see how fast we could peel an apple. We thought it was seasonal. Check it all out, foodschmooze.org. Here's your second bite. Cornbread said, now that's all right. Meet me on the corner tomorrow night. I'm Faith Middleton with the gang, our contributors, our senior contributors. We have Alex Provence, Chris Prosperi of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut, Mark Raymond of Frederick Wildman and Sons. I'm Faith Middleton. We're so happy to have you join us when we're not here on the air. You can also listen to our on-demand podcast. Very cool. And uh, so we want to make that convenient for you. Just go to foodschmooze.org and you can just sign right on. It's free. Everybody knows that about most podcasts. That's I think there are a few. I like to say that because there are some that charge, and I just want people to know. That I, don't, I don't do those. It's a great value. <laughs> it's free. It's free. It's free. Everybody likes okay. It's free. Hey, here's what we have. This is fun. We have streaming video. We told you last time about this awesome short video we have of cool. Jacques Pepin, who came with a sword and, taught us and bottles of champagne, and, and we all learned how to do this. It's explosive to see. It's something you have got to see to believe. So go to foodschmooze.org. We have a wine to tell you about. We have Sarah Lee Chase, who's going to be here with her New England cookbook, and we've picked out some things that would be additions for Thanksgiving that are really terrific, including a ceviche. We've been talking about our Thanksgiving kit, which is up, and we tell you how to make the gravy. It's Chris's gravy. It's easy to do. How to do the turkey and the gravy ahead in the morning before anybody gets there and have it be hot and gorgeous when it comes to the table. Yes, you can do it. It's a magic trick. We have that at the site. And we ate it right here, and it was unbelievable. People are kind of going wild, so we have that at our site. It's because it's It's, floating in your gravy. And and we've talked about we've talked about it literally is floating. No, listen, we've talked about fresh versus frozen. And right now, when we're experimenting with these turkeys, these are all frozen turkeys, and they're still with this method coming out amazing. Mm, Now do it with a fresh turkey; it's going to even be more. All right, we're being told the new so-called smart money in Silicon Valley is being invested right now in food. They're having high-tech labs try to come up with foods that taste and look like meat but aren't meat. The oh, aroma of meat, the taste sure, of sure. meat. I, this yeah. is a hard thing to do. As we yeah. know, if you try to perfect yeah. the vegetarian yeah. burger, as we have done on this yeah, show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know how hard this is. But the, they're putting yeah. in millions and millions and millions and millions to and, get and, this going. And there are ways of doing it. I just had a soup that was totally vegetarian, and I would have put money there was pork in it. And it was just the way that the chef layered the flavors. 
It was a bean and butternut squash soup. First of all, it was a weird combination, right? And I was like, oh, I got to try that because that sounds kind of interesting. And then I tasted it. And I was like, oh, of course it's good. It's got pork product in it. And then I asked and I was like, no, there's no pork. It was just, just a little the way bit they, of bacon. No, it was the way they layered the flavors. There were smoked tomato in it and just little things to trick the mind. Into thinking that there was pork in there. Well, to duplicate beef, I think mm-hmm. this is one of the hardest things. The feeling or even the texture. taste of fat. We have yeah. to have texture. Umami, right? That, that, that umami savory. thing. It's got yeah. you know, and the, the look of it. Mm-hmm. So they're they're going to use no doubt to give that sort of bloody look to a, a burger. They're going to have beet juice in there. Yep. They're working on it mm-hmm. in these labs. Have they tried yeah. a little meat? Maybe we'll have to keep an eye. <laughs> Just a. <laughs> very, you know that is the key it's to your way to do it. I just took a sip of wine yeah. because we got a lot of response from people about the host wine we talked about. Your host wine, Mark. Yeah, that we talked about last time because people do want to know what do I bring? What's my price point? And we thought you could either do a couple of bottles for twenty. Mm-hmm. Or twenty thirty dollars would be for a Thanksgiving dinner, or very special people knocking themselves out. Or you could do one very special bottle to bring to the host around, you know, forty dollars would be a wonderful gift for people. As and so thing. we got a lot Absolutely. of we we have one up there now, thanks to Mark. And so we pass that on to you. Got a lot of response. People said, "Are there any more?" So <laughs> here we go. Sure, we have we got, got a beauty for you. And by host, you mean these are the ones that you put the corkscrew in, you yeah, open that's... halfway, and you walk through the door with glasses. Yeah, I'm right, having Chris? trouble with that whole thank you, but it's thank you, but we'll drink this together. This is a yes. big, big Italian red, mm. and it is gorgeous for $40. I will tell you that. And it's at our site, foodschmooze.org. Everything is there. Okay, go ahead. All right, so I'm going to take you on a little journey here. We're going to fly into Milan. Seatbelts on. We're going to get in a car. We're going to drive up to the top of Lake Cuomo. Yep. All the way north. And there's this George. (laughs) We'll wave to him in Bellagio as we go by. Well, we're going to stop and have lunch on our way up. But, yes. you know, when we get to the Valtellina, which is where this wine is produced, it's a little valley that opens up east to west that is right at the base of the Swiss Alps. Mm-hmm. Very, very steep vineyards and just an amazing landscape. Some of the wines that come from this winery are actually harvested by helicopter. Yeah. That's how steep the vineyards are. It is so are. steep. Wow. You look so up. dramatic. Harvested by helicopter. Yeah. How yeah. do they even yeah. do that? It's a really well-done system that they've got set up. They actually, what they do is they fill up the hoppers Mm -hmm. and at different points out on the vineyard corners. And so the helicopter comes in with a rope basket and picks up probably a pallet worth of grapes at a time. And then, and they set this up, they stage it. So it happens all within like 10 minutes. So there's not a big cost with the use of the helicopter because those can be very expensive. And in 10 minutes, they take them from the ledge of the the vineyards and over to a truck that is down the road from the winery. It's on the truck and in the winery within a half hour. All right, let me just say, if you have trouble speaking to people at a party, this is the wine to bring because you just have to go with that story. It's got a great story. (laughs) And let me tell you, as I have been sitting here in five minutes – this has blossomed mm. into the most beautiful thing in the glass. It, it was so wine. beautiful in my first sip, and I just took another sip while Mark was talking, and I just thought, wow, this it is changes in the glass staggeringly yeah. good. Let's describe. So this red, the grape is Nebbiolo, Nebbiolo. which is the same grape that they use down in Piedmont to make mm. Barolo. Yep. However, very different up here because what they do is mm. they dry mm. these grapes wow. on straw mats for 100 days. In non-temperature-controlled stone buildings, and they become somewhat raisin-like, and then they press those grapes, and that's the intensity that you get out of these wines. Mm. This is... Versat is the name of the wine. It's like every part of my mouth is tasting it. Yeah. It really is unbelievable. So you walk into a party and say, this is a beautiful bottle of wine I want to have with us, harvested by helicopter. And you are not going to believe how delicious this red wine is. And George Clooney was involved somehow. (laughs) We passed him on the way Waved. He's flying the helicopter. Yeah. Oh, that's Harrison Ford. We can just uh, make up a story. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I'm crazy about it. This Absolutely delicious, crazy. Let's, it? let's talk about what aromas and flavors are coming off this wine. And then let's talk about the things that it would be good with. So I'm just going to get another chocolate truffle while I have a little bit left <laughs> in my glass because I have a feeling it's All right. Does be anybody good. want to uh, weigh in on flavor before I jump uh, into this? Or? Okay. So I get that thing that I hope is not a turn off when I say this. It's called that teabag effect, meaning you get a slight pucker on the edge of your tongue, which is like a dryness that you would have if you were drinking tea. Black tea. In a good way. Except yeah. in the best way mm. because it gives the wine this beautiful stand-up character mm. to food. So when you start to hear that, and then it serves as a contrast. Yeah. It's like a curtain in the back, yes. and then here mm. comes sliding in these beautiful flavors. Mark, I love when you said incredible raisin thing, but it's not big. It's just like a no, whisper of it's raisin. It's so subtle. Tell it keeps me going. So, you know, when you think it. of raisins, sometimes you think, oh my, there might be a little sweetness to this. Mm-hmm. This is not mm-hmm. sweet at all. This mm-hmm. is vinified, completely dry. So elegant. The tannins that we're talking about are as velvety as you can get on your palate. Do you what's, know, like what's in that a fruit, a ripe plum or ripe, dark, ripe dark, plum. dark berries. You know, maybe mm. a combination of some blackberry and mm. some boysenberry, but not with the sweetness. No, 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 just no, no, with no. the fruit and the richness. And <gasps> then that plum, there's almost a texture to it. You know, when you bite into a really ripe plum and you get that texture feel in your mouth. Ooh. This has got texture to it. It's this reminds me of an that an- piece of antique furniture. So versus seeing, you know, like a new cherry fake finish that's very sort of flat and just red. You know, when you see a beautiful piece mm. of antique furniture that has so much depth to it mm. and yeah. a color you oh can't describe it other than right. like antique. This just has so much and depth. And <laughs> I don't know how to tell you. I, I, got, to it. I just Chocolate? got yummy. Yeah. I just got lots of yummy. Lots of great. Lots of yummy. Yummy chocolate. I just had a chocolate truffle antique with yummy. It's antique yummy. Yes, sure. I'll do antique yummy. So, but lots of yummy. I, you know, obviously, yep. anything on the grill would be just staggering yeah. with this. It's steak cooked cheese. in the house. Yeah. Cheese. Lamb. Red yeah. sauce. Oh, lamb. How about a lamb roasted also in buco. Oven. Oh, mm. you know, with those lamb shanks oh. and the root vegetables. Hey, how about this recipe we have coming up from Lydia? In the Connecticut Magazine, our program guide, we've got this recipe for Barolo. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, beef cooked in Barolo. And boy, would I be like like to drink this. I mean, you gave us a Barolo to drink with it. But but I'm telling you, this would be my other. You've got options. This is my I need to try that other Barolo again. You always need to have more than one wine at the table, right? I feel lucky right now having this wine. Plus, this is the sexiest show that we've done in quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's the chocolate talking. That's the chocolate, chocolate, chocolate and talking. Fabulous wine. And but like you were saying, at okay. Thanksgiving, it's fun to have multiple bottles of all this different stuff. And then Absolutely. you create, everyone else gets to decide what like works yeah. and what yeah. doesn't. Yeah. It's conversation yeah, pieces. Don't, don't just get one of, you know. So do you folks like to do that? Because, Alex, you talked about oh. that last year. And, and I was thinking, wait a minute. When I start with a certain wine. You know, if I have this white there to go with something I'm having at the start of the meal, sure. I like that. But then if I get on a particular thing I like, I want to stay with it. Do you yeah. do that or do you you jump around? We change. No, 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 no. I, I jump around a little bit. What I generally start in, in try to feel my way through it and see what I'm liking and what Take I, a sip what of I this, want. A sip of that. Yeah. And then and I have a couple options, obviously. But then mm-hmm. when I finally find my zone, my sweet spot, I'm I'm pretty you dialed stick. in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm with faith. You're I just, sticking I with stick, it for the yeah, meal. Yeah, I'm sticking with it for the meal. I don't mind having a couple things on the table, but if I'm eating and I have a wine and I'm enjoying it, I want to take it straight through. And you know All me, I, I will do yeah. champagne for yes, the whole Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it really works, especially if yes, it's a rosé champagne. Mm, However... Yeah. When wines like this come out, you will see me moving that champagne glass aside. Champagne's my most beloved liquid. But this is a whole other thing to match with food that is just, you can't duplicate this. So this is made Mm. by Nino Negri. Nino Negri. It's a 2011 Sversat. Sversat. We'll show it to you on the site, foodschmooze.org, S-C-H like school. And it is around $40. It will tell you what to say at your wine store. So just check it out on the website, S-F-U-R-S-A-T, Sforsat, Nino Negri. 
Okay, and you can listen to this, of course, on the podcast. We've got a podcast thing right there all set up for you now. Food schmooze. This is uh, our second show after the launch. I'm so excited. Faith, they might be listening on the podcast right now. That's right. Yeah, let us know. Virtual I'd like to know five. the furthest person listening to the show. Oh, yes. You know, we have heard, I don't want to discourage you, but we heard from Tunisia, oh, someone yeah. who's oh, cool. doing the Israel. dishes in Jerusalem. Yeah. It's really amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, all over the hey, country, too. Can we Florida. do, well, if you, no matter where you're listening, can we say to you, you can get what I'm about to talk about, because it's on the website. You can have them mail this to you. But these are, our studios are in Connecticut. We have a huge audience here in Connecticut. This is our home. This is our local home. We do foods and wines from all over the world on this show. But when someone from Connecticut, we have so many good people here, when they're chosen for something, we give them a standing ovation. So Yankee Magazine just selected, the editor selected three Connecticut people for their outstanding stuff. So the first one goes to Cato Corner Farm in Colchester, Connecticut for its hooligan cheese. Ooh, I love the name. This is a cheese. I wish we had that right now with this wine. Mm -hmm. It's aged for two months, and then it's washed in buttermilk. Mm. That just sounds good, good. doesn't it? I want to try that. We should wash ourselves in buttermilk. It's that kind of show today. We don't. Oversharing. I like it. We have the website so you can have it sent. There's a place in Bridgeport, Connecticut called T-Rific, and we uh, salute them because wow. they are have been chosen for their masala chai ice cream. This is That's a spiced tea-infused treat. And then our third awardee is Hill Home Country Products in Norfolk, Connecticut. They are selected for Berries of the Woods. This is a chunky fruit-laden jam made with blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries. All three on the website, (laughs) foodschmooze.org. All right. Those people will send them to you. I mean, every single one of them will. That's the beauty of the whole thing. What do we have? We have that Thanksgiving ceviche coming up to balance all the fat in your Thanksgiving meal. Mm-hmm. We have one of the best dips I've ever had yeah, in my life agreed. made with feta cheese. Wow. Yeah. These are on our website, foodschmooze.org, along yeah. with the wines. We've got a whole bunch of wines up there. Now Now we've got two host gifts for you, lots of reds, lots of whites, and our whole Thanksgiving kit is up there. Don't forget to check out the incredible melting potatoes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Number one. Now, a lot of people yeah. have mashed potatoes. Do I both. know that. Do or both. 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 <laughs> I'm telling you, this is Or just do these for the you while bomb. you're cooking. Thanksgiving yeah. isn't even the issue here, yeah. even if it's in, in, yeah. in the kit. Yeah. If you want to be a hit at a dinner party, I mean, well. if every other dish on your table mm-hmm. failed, yeah. And you wanted people to go away from your house and say, that is the best food. I love eating there. Make these potatoes. And the first time you had uh, them, did you make them or did stock? someone make them for no, you? No, I made them. You made them. Okay. I know the originator sure, of these Kafka. potatoes, Barbara Kafka. Yeah. He's originally, years ago, you know, she said, just make my potatoes. And I said, what are they? And she said, <laughs> just I'll just make, make them. And she said, make a lot of them. Yep. And I, you know, I didn't. I made the normal size. Yep. I could not even get them over to the table. Yeah. Chicken stock and butter <laughs> in the and pan. And they smell good, and too. And they oh. absorb. They're like good before you even add the chicken stock. Yeah, so but the chicken stock just sort of. Yeah. I sprinkle rosemary on mine, too. So there's a little ooh. bit of crusty on salt. the outside, yeah, but salt. inside yeah. is the melting. Yeah. That's why you call it the melting potato. Yeah. It's That's like a roasted incredible. French fry. And oh. I a juicy roasted French fry. A juicy roasted French fry. Can we add a little chicken fat to that? Oh, totally. Oh, instead yes. of olive oil. <laughs> instead of fat. olive oil. I bet you could use, use bacon fat. fat instead of olive oil. Yeah. Oh. Give them yeah. smoky. Yeah. Chicken oh, fat, yeah. bacon, smoky. and butter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the difference. If, if there's a potato the in heaven, just get a side this is of it. The really key to that is that you chicken take home broth, before. right? Because I've had roasted potatoes in duck <laughs> fat. I've had roasted potatoes yeah. in bacon fat. Or goose fat. Or goose fat. Oh, my favorite. It's that adding of the chicken broth at that point because you don't start with it, right? You do it after you've roasted them for a while. And then you'll see that. And you'll actually see the chicken stock. Some of it simmers away, but a lot of it just gets soaked right into those potatoes. They glisten. We were testing these out. 
so we said, well, let's do a video, and we're, yeah. we're going to be posting that at some yeah, point. Yeah. So we're doing this video, and so Chris made them. Yeah. Mm. And I'm not kidding. Yeah. I'm embarrassed to say this, sort of. But there were just like a few left in the pan because everyone had eaten so many of them. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't resist. Mm-hmm. I was like, dragging mm-hmm. the last few potatoes through the butter chicken fat yeah, stuff right? in the oh. bottom. and. They're telling crazy. You, make it, you won't well, I be think disappointed. The chicken broth, as the water evaporates, it just leaves the flavor behind. It's kind of like the Dead Sea. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pure poetry, the food knows. What can I say? <laughs> just want to say one more time, because I'm just so knocked out, that for, for the launch... Mm. Of the food schmooze, Jacques Pepin came by, and we in turn talk about his book because he's launching his new cookbook, yes, which is Jacques Pepin, Heart and Soul in the Kitchen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I want to thank him again. And we posted the video; it's killer. It's short, but it is so riotous because he, you know, he came with the sword. Such a and uh-huh. He taught us how to chop the head off a champagne bottle and then yeah. drink the champagne. It's unbelievable. Really, we you have got to see this champagne. No, bar. you just yeah. think, how can that be? Yeah. What do you mean doesn't yeah. the glass go in either no, no it does but it looks like you have it's, to be trained to like really but trained it's, it's easy first it's time so easy. It's, easy. it's unbelievable yeah. so anyway you can see this video and get this lesson that we got yeah. it's, it's it's very short cool. and it's very very cool yeah. agreed so we want to say thank you also to ryan karen king because yeah. he came and and shot video that did. video for us and he's really good at it so and ducked and all the flying you. corks yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, he, uh, yes he did collect this he was the outside. guy as we yeah. like savor these bottles Get he's that ducking one. it's really uh. fun really it attracted quite a crowd uh, that's uh, all i'm gonna say uh. So, Chris, you have another tip? I have one more tip for Thanksgiving. Well, I have tons more, but I have one more I can give you, and it's about potatoes because this is one of the questions I get every year for people that have a little difficulty making the mashed potatoes because sometimes they come out sticky or gluteny or, you know, it's it's a very simple way to prevent that. And it's all about whether you boil or simmer the potatoes. So you want to simmer the potatoes. And it doesn't even matter how long you simmer them for. Some people think it's overcooking. It's not. It's getting that temperature of the potato too high. So... Bring your potatoes up to a simmer in cold water, whether you chop them or keep them whole, doesn't matter. With salt. Whether you use skin or not, whether you use salt or not. None of that is the key here. The key here is temperature. So not a heavy boil. A is light this true simmer. for all? All boiling of potatoes. You want a light <gasps> simmer. So 180 this, degrees. I have, if you, you want have it just covered or uncovered. The best thing. Again, I covered do, or I uncovered, do the wrong thing not every a time. Those are not the issues. The issues are really bringing that up past 180 is the problem. So you want to keep it at the lowest simmer and let it cook for as long as it takes. And and if you're simmering, you're never going to go over 180. The potatoes are never going to get past that point because the water's only 180, so the potatoes can't go so past So can you peel your potatoes, put them in the water, and keep them in the saucepan without cooking them? Just you know, just as something you can do sort of ahead of time? Yeah, totally. If you and have you the rum. S- you know, and you that's start the thing. them in if cold the water. Rum. I always start them in cold water. Salt doesn't matter. You do. You Why do. is that? You start with cold water because it brings up the temperature slower than if you start with hot water. It's as simple Um, as that. To happen slower means it won't change the texture of the potato it or won't ex- change the actual cell structure of the potato. Oh, you can't you turn them into glue by like overbeating Over, them. You can, but that happens when that starch cell breaks. So you can, but you'd have to overwhip the heck really? out of them if you don't bring okay. that temperature too hot. So if you cook them at 180 and keep them there to get that overwhipping, that's almost impossible. So are you adding like sour cream, cream anything cheese? you want? Doesn't matter. It's all about that cooking, and then you can take it wherever you want. Bacon. And I've done them here. We do olive oil and sea salt, and they come out amazing. Hey, what's your go-to oil for cooking something at a high temperature? I do a blend always. I always render out bacon fat. I do butter and a little bit of olive oil, and I find like that trio sort of – neutralizes each other out and the smoking temperature is high enough. Yeah. Okay. I Chris, do, what do you do? My favorite by far clarified butter, but that's a lot oh, of work. Oh, yeah, gee, that's so a good. lot of work. But I mean I you use, can buy it too. You can buy it, but I use canola oil and then I finish with butter. It's, it gives you the same kind of effect. And all you need for flavor is mm-hmm. like one little teaspoon or tablespoon yep. yeah, per serving. And it yeah, tastes if you put it that in is, at the end mm-hmm. tastes right, like you Chris, cooked it in butter. It tastes like the whole thing's cooked in butter. Yeah. 
So I go with that now. I put a half a pat of butter on the top of my hamburger (laughs) just before I put the bun on. Um, and it tastes uh, like the whole we do thing. That yeah. with okay, so we do that it's with our, a here's a little restaurant uh, secret. We do that with all our meats coming off the grill. And One during that pat, rest and during about. that resting time, the juices sort of reabsorb into the chicken or beef or whatever. Mm. And if you do a little butter on top, that butter sneaks in there too. Mm. So yeah. the butter actually gets soaked up into the steak. Just a little pat. It is the best steak you'll ever eat in your life because basically – It's as, in butter. Yeah. No, it's the, <laughs> the butter is drawn into the steak by yeah. the way it, it cools. Yeah. When you're cooking, moisture is pushed out, and yeah. as it cools, it sucks back in. So if in. you used a pressure cooker with butter, would that push the butter mm-hmm. inside? Well, that's like fried chicken. Yeah. Ooh, right? Maybe we oh. should try that. I am that's a new a cool fan idea. of the pressure cooker. <laughs> In Europe, all it's my family thing. uses it because energy is so expensive and it cooks fast. But I brought the techniques back and I started all using right. it. So I, I have not really used my pressure cooker. And so I would like some lessons in yeah. how to do this. Let's do, do a, a show, show on pressure cooker. Absolutely. Yeah. Mark, quickly, Break what olive oil do you use for cooking? Do you uh, an olive oil I guy? I don't use or? olive oil. I use the ghee. You yeah. do? Yeah. You use okay. the ghee. My <laughs> uncle, <laughs> one time we were up at his place in New Hampshire and he showed me how to make the clarified butter. And that, and that's what we use yeah. it, because it's good for you. and. and doesn't it smell so good? It yeah. It like transforms to like a sweet yeah. buttery smell. Yeah. It's like so delicious. And it has a high temperature. You can go way past any other oil with clarified butter. You can go for, I mean, really, you can cook at high temperatures with Which that. Which is nice. For yeah. last night with for pork chops, so you rendered out yeah. uh, Nyman Ranch uh, double smoked bacon yeah. in butter. So then took the bacon out and oh, used that not, for uh, Brussels yeah. sprouts. Oh. And then I, I rendered it for so long that it turned into ghee, so it just smells so I'm sweet. One, oh, one, my gosh. I bet you your cardiologist is driving a new car. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I think that? Why do I think I your cardiologist the other day. has a Perfect. brand new car? <laughs> All right. As much fun as you are, and you are fun, my, my buddy. <sighs> Um, We are talking next with Sarah Lee Chase, author of New England Open House Cookbook. We've got recipe ideas for Thanksgiving and lots more, including the best dip we've ever had with feta cheese. It's so easy and so good. Stay with us here on the Food Schmooze. We're online at foodschmooze.org. One more mouth-watering bite of the food schmooze. Ready? Here's something great to know about. Sign up for the app called NPR One. Just download it from the iPhone App Store or your Android device. Once you do, you can set WNPR as your local station. Couldn't be easier? Download the free app NPR One and start listening. Let's party on. More food schmooze. This is the Food Schmooze Party, coming to you in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and New York, including Westchester County, the North Fork, and the Hamptons. Uh, You can join the conversation with us on Facebook. Search Faith Middleton. All right. Satisfying and earthy recipes. That's what Ina Garten says about our guest, Sarah Lee Chase's New England Open House Cookbook. We think it's darn good, especially recipes that we've tagged for Thanksgiving or anytime you're having friends over, including whipped feta cheese dip, 
Thanksgiving ceviche. That's a wild one. Roasted acorn squash with blue cheese and sage and bay scallops now in season. Sarah Leche, welcome to the Fuchmoos Party. Thank you. Sarah, I'd love to start with the wildest one. Thanksgiving ceviche. You've got Nantucket Bay scallops, a little lime juice, extra virgin olive oil, jalapeno pepper, red pepper, scallions, and minced fresh cilantro, a little bit of salt. And, of course, that's what poaches, that's what cooks your mm. seafood. And I think what a refreshing thing to have on Good Thanksgiving. Good way to start. Yeah. Good palate cleanser. Thanksgiving is all about being thankful for the things that you are blessed with locally. So I wouldn't think of you know not having Thanksgiving without celebrating our <laughs> Our beloved Nantucket Bay scallops. The preparation is, you know, exactly to sort of sparkle on the on the palate before the heavier, more traditional foods of Thanksgiving. And there are very, very complex ways to do ceviche, but this is very a very simple combination, easy to do with all the other cooking that's going on at Thanksgiving, and really highlight the fabulous flavor. And you know what? I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of fat in Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. And so to have a no. little, a little have a, what have are you the, trying to say? Babe? The brightness is. <laughs> This is really a wonderful combination, I think. I, I would be thrilled to have this coming toward me on, on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. And it's scallop season. Yeah. So this oh. is when the bay scallops are coming yeah. in Celebrating from the, the Cape. And That's from, it. Perfect timing. Uh, we just made, thanks to Chris Brassberry, your roasted acorn squash with blue cheese and sage. We're talking about acorn squash. You know what they look like. Extra virgin olive oil and some salt and pepper. Then blue cheese crumbled and some fresh sage leaves. And the trick here is that the acorn squash is cut many times so that it's 12 wedges in the roasting pan or the baking dish. And Sarah, I saw what this did during the cooking. So instead, I sliced the squash to make it into a crescent. And in that crescent hollow, I tuck the, the blue cheese and the sage. And because it takes so long for the squash to bake and become tender, the cheese melts into the squash. And it's almost like you get a, you know, a mashed yeah. blue cheese and squash mixture accented with that, you know, musty, yeah. earthy flavor of, of sage, which to me is so much a part of the flavor of Thanksgiving. Yeah, it becomes one. The blue cheese and the squash become one after baking for 50 minutes. It really is an amazing combination. It was good yeah. peeling right, right, right oh off that goodness. skin. Yeah. This, this is going to be a staple at my house. Yeah. From now on. Are you and good? this is a good sure. Thanksgiving, oh. and it's a great side for Thanksgiving. It's yeah. a beautiful a presentation. Small amount. You know, if yeah. you eat half yeah. of one. And a way to get more fat into the meal. Yes, which is a that's really, the most wonderful thing. <laughs> Especially after a nice light ceviche to start. As far as I'm concerned, you can you know, never have too much cheese tucked into places, you know, here and there. We're, we're with you on that one. As a matter of fact, we have also on the website and on Facebook, it's Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. We just made this. Chris, thank you for this because this is, I think, one of, if possibly, the best dip I have ever had. This, if, if people I just are started using over a fork. For, it was good. I put it on my turkey <laughs> yeah. with gravy. I mean, it was just so good. Whipped feta cheese dip. So feta crumbled, extra virgin olive oil, lemon juice, grated lemon zest, some mint and pepperoncini peppers. You see them in the supermarket. Mm -hmm. You mince them up and then you serve with some chopped vegetables uh, for dipping, obviously, or you could use crackers depending on what you want to do. For Amazing absolutely flavor. anything. I want and to put it on fish. I want to put it on Spread pasta. it on a, and, and the sandwich. After the mincing, no more than five minutes. Not even five minutes to put this together. It all goes in the food processor, zip, zip, zip. Done. We put this on the website because yeah. you've got to recipe. try this. Yeah, it's, it's such a good recipe. Fantastic. Yeah. Go ahead, Sarah. Tell us. The inspiration for it comes from Mediterranean cooking. And here's the other thing. It qualifies because it's from a restaurant that you know in Maine. And they serve Mediterranean food. And there's something about me. If you say the word Mediterranean, I think it, it's healthy. It's just no <laughs> matter what's more. in yep. there. I can, <laughs> I can eat more. so healthy. Um, Lowering my cholesterol as we eat. So when you're out, authors are at these book signings and presentations and often making something for the people who come. And it has to be really good so that people will then get the cookbook <laughs> and say, wow, she knows what she's doing. 
Is there another thing that's your go-to recipe that you make when you, you're doing a signing? It's uh, one of my very, very favorite recipes in the book, and I call it Fig and Pig. Ooh. That's a Ooh. fun name. <laughs> I like pig. both. It was inspired by a crostini bruschetta that I had at the Primo restaurant in Rockland, Maine, which is probably my favorite <laughs> New England restaurant. But anyway, the combination is a simple toasted round of, uh, of French bread, blue cheese with uh, mascarpone, and uh, a little bit of, of sherry. And then I either take a fresh or a dried black mission fig quarter and nestle it into the cheese. And then I take toasted slivered almonds and crispy shards of pancetta and stick those shards into the blue cheese all around the fig so it almost looks like a porcupine. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh-huh. And then you put the whole thing in the oven for a few minutes until the blue cheese melts. And when you take it out, you just have this combination of the sweetness of the, the figs, the pungency of the heaven. blue oh, cheese, the me. crunchiness from the nuts, the the crispiness of the pancetta, all in one bite. Why did we not make Why that? didn't we make this today? <laughs> I was going to say. We have, yeah, yeah with, with the port, that would have been Hello. so good. <laughs> so not, that is so Not good. too late. And there you go. You have at the beginning of the book the most clever thing. I love preserved lemons. I've failed at making them <laughs> quite a number of times, and so um, I buy them in a jar, That's and the they're very way. expensive. And so here was your quick way to make preserved lemons, and I cannot wait to try this. Can you talk about this? You simply have to uh, take your lemons and put them in a saucepan. And you want to use organic lemons because uh, a lot of the flavor of the preserved lemon you're getting from the skin. So it's nice if the skin hasn't been uh, treated with anything. But you still want to make sure you you scrub the skin before you put it into the uh, saucepan. Then you add water and coarse salt. Let the mixture come to a boil. Let it simmer for 30 minutes. And then you just uh, let it cool and you transfer your lemons to a jar. Store them in the refrigerator. They're ready to use right away. Or the salt, of course, will preserve them and they will keep for a couple of months in the refrigerator. You just created instant preserved lemons. preserved lemons. (laughs) I sit them under the sink for a month. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, before they became so popular, you'd look at these recipes and they did have to cure for about a month. But since they've become much more, you know, mainstream in all of our cooking, this is a good shortcut. I love it. I love I'm going to do that from now on. And Sarah, does it taste the same? It really has that. I mean, nothing's going to taste like the real Moroccan lemons. Now, you know, it's going to depend on, on the lemon itself, too. And, uh, you know, I don't think we are getting the type of lemons that they have in Morocco, but it's uh, it's a reasonable facsimile and for a half an hour for half an hour the best (laughs) absolutely the best well sarah lee chase she has done new england open house cookbook thank you so much sarah for being with us oh it was my pleasure thank you the food schmooze on wnpr airs thursdays at three and nine saturdays at noon we're online anytime find the recipes food products restaurants value wines easy cocktails we feature foodschmooze.org. Here's to pleasure, my friends. We'll see you online. Eat, drink, and be merry. In New Haven, I'm Faith Middleton. This is the place to have a good time, so come back. The Faith Middleton Food Schmooze is on WNPR, Thursdays at 3 and Saturdays at noon. And you'll hear daily Food Schmooze minutes there, too. We're online always at foodschmooze.org. Eat, drink, and be merry. In New Haven, I'm Faith Middleton.